doing welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. Tonight we're going to be looking at something very interesting. It's something I've titled Heartburn. And then every Sunday, every Sunday, um, every Sunday in the month of June, you know, that's this Sunday and next Sunday. Next Sunday is most likely going to be stay. So every Sunday in the month of June, we're going to be looking at the topic heart, heartburn. And, you know, while putting the note together, the Lord was speaking to me about a couple of things. And I assure you that this is something you actually want to listen to and you want to pay very close attention to. So one thing I realized, you know, in my study of God's word is that there was an apostolic pattern in the putting together of teaching. There was an apostolic pattern in the communicating of the word of God. There was an apostolic pattern by which teaching was done. Teaching was not done haphazardly. Teaching was done intentionally. Teaching was done in a particular manner. So when you see Paul's teaching ministry, you get to realize that there is a way Paul communicated truth. Paul did not communicate truth haphazardly. Paul communicated truth in a manner that it was meant to be communicated. So you see that um, our faith has an order. Our faith is not just, um, truth is not just communicated the way we like. You see, Christianity is a taught faith. Christianity is a taught faith. That's why we have the word, the Holy Bible. That is why it is to be rightly divided. Because if you rightly divide it, you get to understand that it is not just truth that is being communicated. There is a way, there is a manner by which truth is communicated. Hallelujah. There is a manner by which truth is communicated. And this is something that is very important because what truth is communicated is as important as how truth is communicated. Let me say that again. What truth is communicated is as important as how truth is communicated. Because you see a believer, the same knife, you know, I, I, I saw a post, the same uh, cup of water, the same water, you know, that refreshes someone who will drown another person. The same knife that is used to cut something into sizable pieces is used for another person, is used to harm another person. Why? Because nothing exactly in itself is dangerous. It depends on how it is used. It depends on how it is used, the quantities it is administered and so on. Alright, so one thing we get to understand from the word of God is this. It is not just that truth is communicated. There is a way truth is expected to be communicated. I say that again. It is not just truth that is communicated. There is a way truth is expected to be communicated. Hallelujah. So one thing we get to find out is that the word of God is a mirror. The word of God is a mirror. When it comes to the believer, when the believer looks at the word of God, the believer sees his reality. When the believer looks at the word of God, the believer sees who he is. The believer sees who he is. Doctrine is not just a set of teachings for the believer. It is the reality for the believer. You know, by the end of the teaching, you really understand what I'm saying. That is why the teaching ministry is very important. Because, you know, as amazing as miracles and the power of God and all those things are, what builds men is the teaching ministry. That's what the Bible says in Acts 20. In Acts, it says that I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is able to make you wise. 
He says, I commend you to God and the word of and the word, which is able to build you up. Which is able to build you up. The word of God builds men up. The word of God builds men up. The word of God builds men up. He says, it's able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those that are sanctified. The word of God is a mirror. So it is an apostolic pattern to show who over what. And that is what superimposition means. You know, that's how I wrote it in my notes. That it is an apostolic pattern to show who over what. And that is how superimposition happens. What do I mean by showing who over what? This is what I mean. This is what I mean. Let's look at a few verses. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. James chapter 1 Look at this He says James chapter 1 verse 22 Verse 22 Now this is James talking to the church To the Jews in diaspora To the church And he said But be ye doers of the word And not hearers only he said, deceiving your own selves. He said, be ye doers of the word. Don't just be hearers. Don't deceive your own self. Then look at what he says. He says, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face like in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he is. So what the Bible is saying here is a man who is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word is a man that looks at the mirror. It's just like a man that looks at the mirror and walks away and forgets what he looks like. But a man who is a doer of the word is a man who looks at the mirror and sees what he looks like and and sees what he looks like. So the fact that he remembers what he looks like, he acts in accordance. That's what James is trying to tell us. So a man that looks at the mirror of the word, a man who looks at the word of God, or for the believer better still, a man who is a doer is a man who looks at the word like a mirror. The word of God is like a mirror for the believer. I say that again. The word of God is like a mirror for the believer. I say that one more time. The word of God is like a mirror for the believer. So when the believer looks at the word, the believer sees what he's supposed to look like. The believer sees what he's supposed to look like. When the believer looks at the word of God, the believer understands, okay, this is the will of God for me. This is how I'm supposed to conduct myself. This is how I am made to function. It is an apostolic pattern. And what do I mean by superimposition? You see, as believers, we are on learning death and we are learning life. We are unlearning the manner of life. We are crossed from darkness to light, but then our mind goes a constant renewal. So we are unlearning death and we are learning life. And how do we keep unlearning death? We unlearn death by what the word of God has said. Adama Kaidaha. We unlearn death by what the word of God has said. So when we keep on looking at the word, when we keep on looking at the mirror of the word, we begin to superimpose. You know, maybe as an um, as a believer, you know, it was you were used to keeping malice with people and it was difficult. But when you begin to look at what the word of God has said about you, when you begin to look at how the Bible says in um, how the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, how the Bible says that. 
He says, he let us understand that as Christ has forgiven you, you also forgive others. You know, as you begin to understand that, it begins to superimpose on your consciousness that there is nothing anyone can do to me that I cannot forgive. Why? Because my sin was much and Christ forgave me much. Therefore, if he forgave me much, there is nothing else I cannot forgive another person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are on learning death and we keep renewing our mind. In that, we are learning life. We are learning to walk in the plan and the purposes of God. And the truth of the matter is this. The word of God comes with grace to do it. That's why Peter said, grace and peace be multiplied to you by the knowledge. You see, when we finish praying, it's very possible to now start saying, Oh Lord, give us the grace to do your word. No, sir. The word of God comes with ability to do. The word of God comes with ability to do. The word of God comes with ability to do. Why? Because this is your mirror. Because this is your mirror. When you begin to hear this thing, when you begin to hear this thing, the regenerated nature on your inside begins to react to what you are hearing. The regenerated nature on your inside begins to let you know that this is who I am. This is how I act. This is how I carry myself. And then you act in that manner. Not because you are trying to form it. Not because you are trying to form yourself into a mold. But because you have been born into that nature. When that nature hears the word, the nature recognizes what is being said. Hallelujah. And that is how superimposition happens. You see, I said the apostles is an apostolic pattern to show who over what. So when people slept in the, in the old church, you understand? When people slept in the old church, the apostles always emphasized who they were, what Christ had done, rather than the action that they had done. Why? Because as they keep on listening to what Christ has done, as they keep on, as they, they are reminded of the things that God had done and said about them, they get to realize that this is inconsistent with my nature. Therefore, I act in this manner. Turn your Bible with me to 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6. Zana mama ye kila baljadi koshata brande keviatai. Look at this. Now, in the, in the church at Corinth, there was a serious matter. In fact, Paul said that the kind of sin that was going on is the one that believers will look and unbelievers will look and hail this guy. Because somebody was having his father's wife. 1 Corinthians 6, like I was explaining. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18. Look at what he says. He says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. He says, but he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. He says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? He says, which is in you. He says, which you have of God, and you are not your own. 20. He says, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit with our gods. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, in your spirit which are gods. So this is Paul saying that, guys, he's telling them that fornication is a big deal. But Paul did not, you see, how Paul responded to them was the first thing Paul said was not, stop that, it's a bad habit. If you continue, you are going to hell. That was not Paul's response. Paul understood that these guys were saved, but they have a problem. And the answer to their problem is revelation. And what did Paul tell them? Paul told them something very, he said, know ye not. So it means that this, this problem that they had, it was a function of a 
deficiency of knowledge. It was a function of a deficiency of knowledge that they had, which was what? That their body was the temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, but he told them that, he said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's why 1 Corinthians 15.34 says, awake to righteousness. See not. Because if you are awake to righteousness, if you are awake to the fact, to the to the reality that righteousness is who you are, you will see not. That is why the apostles kept on re-emphasizing something very important. I know many of you are probably asking, how does this relate to heartburn? I'm getting there. <laughs> many of you, you see, and the apostles were probably, they, they, they identified or they hammered on an issue. And the issue that they hammered on was not exactly what was done per se because the truth of the matter is if people realize who they are they will stop doing what they are doing they will stop doing what they are doing so it is an apostolic pattern to show the who over what and that is why teachings were said again and again and again that's what the bible says in um, philippians chapter 3 verse 1 it says it says to say the, to repeat the same things for to me it is not grievous but for you it is safe Paul said, for me, it is not grievous, but for you, it is safe. The safety of a disciple, it is in the repetition of sound doctrine. Let me say that again. The safety of a disciple is in the repetition of sound doctrine. The safety of the disciple is in the repetition of sound doctrine. Philippians 3.1, to write the same things to you, for to me, indeed, it is not grievous, but for you, it is safe. The safety of the disciple is in the repetition of sound doctrine. Because it is what men hear consistently that they begin to look like. If men hear greed consistently, they will become greedy. If men hear lust consistently, they will become lustful. If men hear, hear violence consistently, they will become violent. But if men hear the reality of who they are in Christ, if they hear it consistently, that is the nature by which they will conform to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the nature that men will conform to. Men men need to hear the same things again and again and again to conform to the word of God. And that is how superimposition happens. As you continually hear the truth of God's word, as you continually hear the truth of God's word, listen to me, the word of God works. Listen, the word of God works. 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 Let me put that again. The word of God works. I have seen the word of God change the hearts of men. I've seen the word of God change weak people into strength into strong men. I've seen the word of God carry people out of low self-esteem. I've seen the word of God change men from lustful, covetous angry violent people and transform them into who god has said they should be child of god don't be deceived that teaching is more important the word of god works the word of god works the word of god works oh hallelujah 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 the word of god works the word of god works the word of God works. I remember in school, there was this young lady that I came about and she, you know, when I met her, I realized that she was battered, broken because of the many things that had happened from her home. 
and then in coming to school she carried that to school but you know when you look at these people and you now realize that what consistent exposure to the, what the what consistent exposure to the word of God has done in their heart you cannot but thank God you cannot but thank God that God can take weak men and make them strong by nothing by by nothing but what he has said about them first Thessalonians 2 first Thessalonians 2 verse 13 I hope you are with me tonight first Thessalonians 2 verse 13 look at this Paul is speaking. He says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth. He says, The word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. For ye brethren became followers. Look at what Paul said. Paul said that the word of God effectually worketh also in them. The word effectually worketh is one word, energio. It means that the word was operative. The, the word displayed in activity. When they received the word of God, the word spoke in their lives. That's why Paul would tell Timothy, he said, give yourself holy to these things, that your profiting might appear unto all men. Spiritual growth is obvious. Spiritual growth is visible. Spiritual growth is discernible. Hallelujah. Hey, and that is why not knowing the word of God, you will not know what to expect. Not knowing the word of God, you will not know what to expect. Not knowing the word of God, you will not know who you are. Not knowing the word of God, you will not realize that this is who God has made me. This is the pattern by which God has said I, has said I will function on. This is how God has made me. I said all that to come to this point, which is the crux of what I'm saying. Let me talk to you about what happened to you when you got saved. Listen, when you got saved, you did not believe an empty message. Can, can you say that when I got saved, I did not believe an empty message? You believed the word which was effectual. That's what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 2. You believed the word which was effectual. You believed the word which carried power. You did not just believe an empty message. You believed in the reality of God. You believed in the reality. You believed in God's word. And therefore, something happened on your inside. You did not believe an empty message. You did not believe old wise fable. You you did not believe vain theology. You believed a reality. You were called into a reality by what? By that which you believe. Let me talk to you about what happened to you when you believed. When you believed. And this is bringing us closer to where I was going to on our topic on heartburn. Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. That person listening to me that has a chest pain in the name of Jesus is cursed now. Chest pain. Go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. You know, for you, the chest pain actually happens when you stretch your shoulders. Can you stretch your shoulder? Can you stretch your shoulder? You will see that the chest pain is gone. Can you share your testimony in the chat function? Let's see. Stretch your shoulders. Let's see. Stretch out your chest. That chest pain is gone. Ezekiel 36. Let's start from verse 25. Ezekiel 36. Let's start from verse 20. Ezekiel 36. Let's start from verse 25. Look at what he says. Look at what he says. He says, 
then I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all filthiness from all your idols will I cleanse you this is God speaking through Ezekiel and I, I hope you know this is a prophecy of you this is a prophecy of me in the book of Hebrews he let us understand how this prophecy was fulfilled this is a prophecy of you this is a prophecy of me he said I will sprinkle clean water upon you you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you 26 he said a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh look at 27 he says I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them let's do something can you hold your Bible in your hands hold your Bible open to Ezekiel 36 verse 25 and can you make this more personal can you make this more personal say this he said and make this more personal and present tense he said, he has said it, he has sprinkled clean water upon me. Say that, he has sprinkled clean water upon me and I am clean. I'm clean from all my filthiness, from all my idols, he has cleansed me. 26, a new heart has he given me, a new spirit has he put within me. He has taken away the stony heart out of my flesh. He, out of my flesh, he has given me a heart of flesh. He has put my he has put his spirit within me he causes me to walk in his statutes and his judgments and i keep them look at ezekiel 11 ezekiel 11 please stay with me i'm going somewhere i promise ezekiel 11 18 he says this is still the prophecy and they shall come hither 18 to 20 ezekiel M11 18 to 20 and they shall come hither they shall and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof and all the abominations thereof from thence he says and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you and I will take the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give them an heart of flesh he says and they sh and that they may walk in my statue do you see that he says that they may this is a prophecy of you God is not just telling you to walk. He's not just giving you regulations like my pastor, spiritual father, pastor, Aaron Emmanuel says. He did not just give you regulations. He, he gave you a regulator. He's not just telling you what to do. He gave you an enablement by which you do it. Look at that verse 20. It says that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Hallelujah. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. He is my God. Oh, he is my God. His spirit is within me. The heart of stone has been taken away. The heart of flesh is what I have now. I don't just want to do, I'm not just, you know, panting to do the things of God. I am enabled to do the things of God by the spirit. I am enabled. I'm enabled. I'm enabled. The two verses, what do you see? He says that he took away the detestable thing, the abominations, their idols from among them. He took it away. Ezekiel 38 says, I will pour clean water upon you and you will be clean. Oh, now, glory to God. This is not just prophecy. This is fulfillment in my life. This is fulfillment in my life. This is fulfillment in my life. I 
Abraham, he, this is not something that he was saying will happen. This is something that has already happened. This was prophecy for Israel. This is a present day reality for me. Glory to God. This is a present day reality for me. This was prophecy for Israel. But this is a present day reality for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at 2 second, second Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3. From verse 2. Are you there? It says, Ye, this is Paul speaking. He says, You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. He says, For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ Jesus, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in the tables of stone, but in the fleshy tables of the heart. This is Paul saying that, guys, I don't need to commend my, my apostleship to you anymore. I don't need to commend my apostleship to you. No, 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 no. He says, you are proof of my apostleship. Not written with ink, but written with the word of God. Written by the spirit of God. Written by the spirit of God. Now, you know, when I was reading this, I got excited. Why? Simple. Because when you write something with ink, you can wash it off. Even when you carve something in stone, it can be filled back. But when what is in your heart is written by the spirit. Ha! Ha! When what is on your heart is written by the Spirit. And this is what Paul said. He says that, Not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the hearts. He says, Not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the hearts. So on my fleshy heart, my heart was hard. My heart was averse to the things of God. My heart disliked the things of God. But that heart of stone was taken away. And this heart of flesh was brought back. And this heart of flesh was put in. And on this heart of flesh, it is written on by the Spirit. It is written on by the Spirit. It is written on by that eternal seal. Glory to God. It is written on by that eternal seal. Aya. It is written on by that eternal seal. On my heart, the Spirit of God has written on it. My heart is sealed by Him. The heart of stone has been taken away. Philippians chapter 2. Let's just go on. In fact, before I even get to Philippians chapter 2, you see one thing with Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel 11. One thing that he says is he has TLC. God has done the work. Everything you need to burn for the things of God, God has done it on your inside. Can I tell you, child of God, forget the things around you and superimpose this reality. Realize that God has done everything that there is to be done on your life. God has, you see, the finished work of Christ is summarized in one thing, the spirit within. The finished works of Christ is summarized in one thing. The finished works of Christ is summarized in one thing, in the spirit within. Woo! Glory to God. The finished works of Christ is summarized in one thing. It is summarized in the spirit within. 
Therefore, all I need to burn for the things of God, God has worked it on my heart. All I need to love the things of God, God has worked it on my heart. All I need to desire the things of God. You see, the Bible says we are dead in sin. But now has he quickened us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Now has he quickened us. We were dead, child of God. Listen, Ephesians 2 1 says something very important. You see, Ephesians 2 1. Ephesians 2.1, he says we were dead in sins and trespasses, but we have he quickened. So when you believed in the gospel, you did not just say, okay, I'm going to believe in right now. No, 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 no. When you believed in the gospel, what actually happened to you was God called your name. Let me use Baby Sola for example. When you believed in the gospel, God said, Baby Sola, comfort. And then just like that, you were called from darkness to light. You were called from darkness to light. Praise God. Praise God. So all you need to love the Lord, he had walked in your heart. He had walked in your heart. He had walked in your heart. Say, all I need to love the Lord, he had walked in my heart. All you need to love the Lord, he had walked in your heart. So on my heart is written by the Spirit. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Philippians 2 13 says something interesting. (laughs) <laughs> Philippians 2 13. He says, For it is God. Are you there? He said, For it is God. Listen, we partner with God in making His will active in our life. He says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. You don't just like the thing. Listen, let me say that again. You don't just like the things of God, God has worked on your heart. You don't just like the things of God. God has worked on your heart. Can I say that one more time? You don't just like the things of God. God has worked on your heart. Therefore, by the working of the Spirit on your heart, you love the things of God. Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel 11, let us understand that we were dead. We did not like God. Our heart was that of stone. But in calling us forth, he has given us the heart of flesh. Our heart is now tender towards the things of God. Child of God, it does not matter the current state of your devotion. It does not matter the current state of your yearning for the things of God. If you are born again, if the spirit is at work on your inside, which is a seal that you are born again, you actually desire the things of God. I'm telling you this so that this is a plan platform by which you can superimpose you know next week we're going to talk about prayer we're going to pray a little bit and do all those things but can i tell you something if you don't understand this fact you will continually struggle you will continually struggle you will continually struggle not realizing that you if you are going to superimpose anything it is going to be on the platform that he has already worked on your heart if you're going to superimpose you're going to first have to understand that this god has worked on your heart Hi, this God has worked on my heart. Oh, Lebaku Shabrande Like Devia Tabanahasa. This God has worked on my heart. This God has worked on my heart. Hallelujah. This God has worked on my heart. This God has worked on my heart. Glory to God. Is Titus chapter 3. Turn your Bible. Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. From verse 3. Titus 3 3. Are you there? Titus 3 3. It says, For we ourselves, for Titus 3 3 to 6, it says, For we ourselves also 
we are sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. This is who we were. This is how we walked after the order of the spirit of this age. This is how we behaved. Look at verse 4. He says, but after that, the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared. Woo! Hey, Agabadeshi. The kindness and the love of God, he appeared. He didn't just appear. He appeared in Christ Jesus. Are you there? He said he appeared. Look at verse 5. He says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the spirit. The washing of regeneration and renewing of the spirit. Listen, when you became a child of God, you did not just change lifestyle. You were born afresh. The tendencies to love the things of this world actually died. You were born anew. Child of God, it does not matter. I say that again. It does not matter how your devotion seems right now. You love the Lord. Can I say that again? It does not matter how your devotion seems right now. You love the Lord. It is important to pray and all those things. But when you understand that He is working in you, the desire to love, the engine by which the passion, a zeal for the things of God is born, is when you realize that it is at work on your inside, that is the platform first by which you now start acting out your reality that you actually love the Lord. You love the Lord. You love the Lord. You love the Lord. Verse 5, he says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by according to his mercy. He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the spirit. Where I even want to go to is that renewing. The word renewing is anachinosis. What it means is a renovation, a complete change for the better. Child of God, when you got born again, anachinosis happened on your inside. What do I mean by that? You were born afresh. You were born anew. You were you, there was a complete change on your inside for a better. There was a complete change on your inside for the better. When you got saved, there was a complete change on your inside for the better. There was a renewal. There was an akinosis. You were born afresh. You died to the tendencies of this world and you became alive to God. You were born afresh. Glory to God. Woo! He says by the re and the renewing and this renewing happened by the Holy Ghost. He says which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord. When you believed in Jesus, you were you you the, the Holy Ghost was shed lavishly upon you. He was shed lavishly upon you. He was shed lavishly upon you. Hey, so when we get into prayer and we shout, when we fast, when we pray, when we burn for the things of God, and they say something is wrong with you, it's a compliment because something is actually wrong with you. It is the Holy Ghost. There is an anachinosis that happened. You were completely changed for the better. They will not understand because that renewal has not yet happened. We are still coming to them. When we inject them with the gospel and that renewal happens, 
news. They will understand why we shout. They will understand why we pray. They will understand why we jump. They will understand why we rejoice. Because we understand that we have not believed an empty message. We have a hope. And a renewal has happened on my inside. Anama, yeli makuja. A renewal has happened on my inside. Oh, zozo kukelegedije. Keketeligo dobogo zuge yidaha. Something has happened to me. His name is the Holy Ghost. Something has happened to me. His name is the Holy Ghost. Something has happened to me. His name is the Holy Ghost. Something is wrong with me. If you do by what your standards of wrong are, his name is the Holy Ghost. Something has changed on my inside. Anakinosis, a complete renewal by the Spirit. Something has shifted on my inside. It is the Holy Ghost. Something has been worked on my inside. His name is the Holy Ghost. Glory. 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 Ah, yes, Nelson, that is unconscious. Something is doing me. Something is doing me. You know, um, um, I, in my post, I put something. You know, in Yoruba, the word for zeal, fervor, is itara. It means itara olua. It means something is preparing your body. Something is staring you. You, you know how Ezekiel said the word was shut up. It was like fire in my bones. Something was flogging me on the inside. When Paul said, "Woe is me if I preach not the gospel," something has shifted. Before I could not desire the things of God, but I have. And now I, I just got born again. I realize I want to pray. I realize I love the Lord. I realize I want to fast. I realize I want to do the things of God. I realize that there is a quickening on my inside, running after God. His name is the Holy Ghost. Itara, something is preparing me inside. Something is preparing me. Something is something is tearing me. It's preparing me on the inside. His name is the Holy Ghost. Something has happened to me. Ah, something has happened to me. His name is the Holy Ghost. Hey, hey, Can you pray in tongues for a little bit? Moko sabra Something has happened to me. Is the Holy Ghost Ibrando Kuzele Ketenia? Something has shifted on my inside. His name is the Holy Ghost Ibrade Kotoni Keida. Anakinosis, a complete renewal for the better. Elikozuke Ida Kabranda Sua. The Holy Ghost is preparing me unto good works. His Hida is at work in me, both to will and to do. His Him is Him. Liturgy cannot hold me down. Apathy cannot hold me down. His name is the Holy Ghost. Atoba Jagalagido Gozukre de Beketenia. Eh, Sokete Kiti Kiti Kiti. Ha, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at the life of Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Let's look at the pattern son. The pattern son. And then we are done tonight. Let's look at the pattern son. You see, when you look at the life of Jesus, the life of Jesus is telling you the possibilities of your life. You are a joint heir with him. You are a partaker with him. Everything Jesus did on the earth, you can do by... Why? Because everything Jesus did, he did it by the same spirit that is at work in you. He is him that is at work in me. Both to will and to do. Ezekiel 11 said, he said, he said, I will make, ah, is him that is at work in me. Ezekiel, let's, let's look at this, John chapter 2. John chapter 2. John chapter 2, from verse 17. Are you there? 
Are you there? Let's read from verse 15, rather. He says, okay, let's read from 14. He says, and found in the temple, this is where Jesus, those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and changers of money, sitting. And when he made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money. He says, and he overthrew the temple, the tables, and said unto them that sold those, take this thing hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. 17, and they remember the prophecy. He says, and his disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of your house has eaten me up. Ha! The zeal of God has eaten me up. I cannot but stay. I'm, I'm prepared towards the things of, of God. The zeal of the Lord has eaten me up. He has eaten me up. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. From verse 21. Look at this. He says, He says, In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. The word rejoice is at Galio. It means he jumped, he jumped in the air and spun around. So Jesus did not just say, hmm, hmm, bless God, bless God. No, he jumped. It is a zeal on the inside. It made him jump. Imagine Jesus, a religious Jesus, a religious leader. He was Sir Jesus. Sir Jesus. He was the religious leader of that time. A lot of people respected this guy. How be it? Jesus, when they told him about what they casted out devils and things, Jesus rejoiced. He jumped and spun and he rejoiced in the air. John chapter 7, finally, from verse 37. John 7, 37. And Jesus said in the last day of the feast, that great day, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirsts, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. The, the word cry means he shouted aloud. He shouted aloud. He said, if any man thirsts, come to me and drink. Jesus stood and shouted. He said, if any man thirsts, let him come and drink. Oh, he's the fountain that does not run dry. He's the fountain that does not run dry. He said, if any man thirsts, let him come and drink. He shouted it out loud. And men came to him and indeed men drank. All these things show Jesus ex exhibiting the zeal for the Lord on his outside. He chased the money changers. He rejoiced. And then he shouted out loud. It is only zeal that can make a man do that. Zeal. Child of God. You know, next week Sunday, um, I'm, I believe God that on Saturday we're going to have stay. On Sunday we're going to have uh, Friday we're going to have stay. Saturday we're going to have stay. Sunday we'll have this teaching. Then we'll have stay. Alright. Next week I'm going to teach on on this superimposition, how to superimpose this reality of zeal actually on your inside, how to make this legal reality vital in your life. But can I tell you something, child of God? You love the Lord. You love the Lord. Zeal, the Holy Ghost is working on your inside. Itaraolua is at work on your inside. The zeal for the Lord is at work on your inside. Hallelujah. Glory to your day. Glory to your name. Father, we bless you. Shamina kabialena mama yadabako shada. Sukalibadosha. Antelebekura da kazieke. 
Samile kamialana mama ye kushadiba o shadadadeada. Son predige le vedikos. Alima laga babaye bale baeta. Sukenemiko do borono kotuli akaba. Ande zuke bie kushadane. Uramanda basokotelive. Father, we give you praise. Blessed is your name. In the name of Jesus. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more ministry content, visit niministries.org. God bless you.